This is the Theme Park Loopy Podcast. Uh, yeah, I expect to be called uh, a vile little man by somebody. That's uh, that's about normal. A full dungeon is a dungeon doing what it's supposed to do. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast. We are in York today. As Yorkshire folk, we have been drawn to the bright lights of the capital city of Yorkshire, and that is York. I'm joined here today by Dan and also by Charlie as well. So we're all Yorkshire folk in in York and uh, Brett's over in America and Sam's over in Abu Dhabi and and we're in York enjoying ourselves. They're here in spirit, you know. The spirit of Sam is just here. Spirit of Brett is just... It's just coming around corner now. There we go. You're right. <laughs> yeah, let's pretend that they're with us. So first up is Jorvik Viking Centre. Now, um, I, I've been here a few times. I think I last came uh, a few years ago. But Charlie's never been, and Dan's been when he was younger. So I'm interested to hear from Charlie. What do you expect from the Jorvik Viking Centre? What do you know about it? What don't you know about it? And what are you expecting to experience? I'm expecting to experience more Vikings than Valhalla. Um, I don't know if there's any sexy Vikings in this one. I, no, there isn't any sexy Vikings. However, there is a bit of a surprise ending. And, and I don't want to spoil the surprise ending. You, you love your surprise endings. <laughs> <right in. laughs> I feel like every time we go somewhere, you come like, this one, but it's got a surprise ending. <laughs> Well, that's always part of it. You you can't go on something and not have a surprise ending. So, if you so if you come to York, it, it, the Yorvik Viking Centre is in a bit of a weird part of York because it's in kind of well, it's 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 all historical, but we're we're also outside a like a, a shopping centre basically. But what Yorvik Centre is is it it kind of looks like it's it's going to be a museum or something, but it's actually a, a really really unique and interesting dark ride. Uh, it's got a really unique ride system. Um, I would. I don't know. I don't know if I'd compare it to Peter Pan's flight, but it's kind of like that kind of look and feel to it. So um, yeah. Is this like an overhead jobby then, or, or are we on a track, or are we trackless, or? So so we're what on like. What ride system do we have going on here, Ryan? Describe it to us. So basically, we're we're on like a, a rail above rail, but you're like above. Like Droomvlucht. Like Droomvlucht. Yeah, possibly, possibly. I mean, we're not above the ground very much, but it, it does. I think it has a little bit of a swing to it. I think from memory. But. I actually can't remember. It's been like two decades since I last came here. Stupid question, Valhalla. Did it have any Vikings? I can't remember any at all. Yeah, it has as Vikings at the beginning. Has Vikings in the ice, uh, the ice room, didn't it? It had Did a couple. It? Of... I, I'm honest. I think to be honest, I was so freaked out about keeping my little lads in in the ride that I probably wasn't paying as much attention to the rides as I should have been. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a while since I've been here. I can't actually fully remember the rides. Um, it was entertaining. I remember there being Blue Peter's dog. I'm not sure if that still exists. Yeah, I think there is still a dog there, I think. Yeah. I think. It will not be that dog. It, well, that dog will be dead, won't that, it? That dog will be well... Yeah. I was watching Star Trek Enterprise last night, and you know Captain Archer's got the dog, Porthos. Really lovely yeah. dog. And I'm thinking, oh, sadly, that programme's 20 years old now. That dog's going to be gone. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it will be. Well, well, one of the interesting things with Jorvik as well is that I believe that the 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 characters, not the characters, but the historical people that we'll see within it have all been cast from, um, you know, bones and things of people of the age. So you'll see the faces. Some of the faces I think are more sort of genuine than others. Also, at the end, the surprise ending, you'll 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 get a certain. A certain smell that I've been assured is apparently very accurate. So I hope you're looking forward to that. I, I didn't know there was a surprise ending, but yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. It's going to be it's going to be the, the pinnacle of my morning. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go and queue up for Jorvik Viking Centre. I think we we booked in uh, shortly. After we've done this, we'll give you our thoughts. And uh, obviously, it's Charlie's first time, so I'll be interested to see what he thinks of it. After we've done that, we're then heading to the York Dungeons. And also, after we've been into York Dungeons, we're going to be joined by the technical manager at York Dungeons, who's going to talk us through, uh, you know, what are the dungeons, what's the difference between the dungeons, uh, a few other things. So I hope you've all got your questions ready, because we don't want to stare at him and look confused. So I hope that you're all ready. No. <laughs> Very good. All right, well, let's go and queue up and uh, let's see... Let's let's get on to uh, this experience at the Jorvik Viking Centre. We are now entering one of the new style oak planks buildings. We are still discussing whether these buildings were one or two storey, but they all have rooms or cells below ground level. As we travel through this two-room house, we can imagine the floor at the back is going to be, and you can see the cellar below where goods are stored. Okay, so we've just experienced the Jorvik Viking Centre, Dan. What do you think about that? Yeah, it was good. It was very dark. I'm now quite tired. My, my senses have all gone into night mode. Do you feel educated? Do you know more about Vikings now? Uh, yeah. yeah. I, it's, there's a lot of stuff in there. I think you've probably got to spend a bit of time going around properly and reading all the material, which we didn't really do. But like some, some bits were, were pretty interesting. I think... Um, <sighs> Like the the skeletons were were interesting. Seeing seeing the woman who'd worn a hip completely off the body, and had to had to walk around with a crutch for most of her adult life was was very interesting. It must have been awful for people back in the day who had any kind of ailment or disease or problem because I assume they just never really got any kind of help and were constantly in pain. That was that was pretty interesting. It was interesting seeing how they'd rebuilt the houses in the correct locations and. How, how big the streets were. So yeah, all in all, I thought it was really good. Do you think um, it's too dark for children or do you think it's something that children enjoy? There's a lot of small children here today by the looks of it. I don't think it was too dark for, for kids, but I think what, when, when you think of rides like this, you always, you, well, when you think of like settlements and experiences from, from back in the day, you always think quite of like quite a dark era and time i think because you you visit places like this which are always set in a dark environment and i think it would be quite nice to see what what a viking village would have been like you know during the day because that's when they would have been doing a lot of the activities shown in the museum um like you probably wouldn't be doing intricate weaving like we were shown in the middle of of the night with candles so like i, I do think they miss out on on some of that like genuine uh, daytime activity um, and what it would really have been like but it's very atmospheric I, I guess that's why they go for it like like this yeah definitely and Charlie 
It was your first experience of the Jorvik Viking Centre. What were your impressions? Uh, I was treated to an amazing array of scents and aromas inside of the of the Jorvik ride. Definitely. Uh, I think there was, what was there? There was underground smell number two. Um, <laughs> pig smell number four. Um, off meat smell number two. <laughs> And I think at the end, I think there might have been a hint of wild boar number eight. <laughs> Very good. So as someone who's never been to Jorvik before, did it, did it surprise you? Did it surpass your expectations? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's nicely done there. They've got all of the uh, street, should we call it? Uh, I mean, you don't walk on it. You just sort of ride above it. In hover, the, um, hover above it, maybe. Yeah, in that. I wonder who makes their ride system. I don't know, to be honest, I've never, never I'll, I'll have to look into the. I should know the answer to this, that's normally my bit, isn't it? You, know, you Charlie, you're letting us down. Yeah, yeah, you're meant to know all the stuff about the ride system, yeah. Um, and, and what did you think about the, the pooey surprise at the end? Well, that guy, he weren't having a good day, that guy. You could tell by the look on his face. You ever hear that expression? It's a very Yorkshire expression. Had to dig it out with a stick. <laughs> he definitely did. You could see that without what were happening, weren't it? It was a highly meat-based diet, though, wasn't it? So it's what happens that, if you just eat meat. That's where, um, yeah, that's where off-meat smell number uh, number four came into the equation. Definitely was right right around that guy. Yeah. So uh, if people are thinking of coming to Jorvik Centre, so the the price was fifteen pounds. Um, both me and Charlie booked in advance. It was fifteen pounds. Uh, Dan forgot to book in advance, but I think it was still fifteen pounds. Yeah, it didn't make any difference at all, and the tickets are valid for a year, so good for families. Yeah, well, that's the one thing. So if you come and if you come with a family, you might think, well, actually, fifteen pounds is quite expensive, but you can come again and again and again. And you know what? Some kids are like some kids like are obsessed with doing things again and again and again. So maybe this is one that you could get away with. Yeah, if you mix this with the the basically free tray museum. Because uh, they they accept donations, you might want to donate a little bit of money, but that's that's a free experience. So between the two, you could get a really good, like monthly experience in in York for a for a family. So yeah, quite affordable. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so we're going to be heading down to York Dungeons now. What are we expecting to experience at York Dungeon, Dan? Uh, I expect to be terrified, Re- really scared. In fact, I, I might not go. I'm gonna I'm gonna leg it now. Are you going to bail out? Have you been to a dungeon experience before? I, f- I feel like I went to the one in London, but years and years ago. Um, it had some interesting acting, so I'm, I'm curious to see how York competes. Yeah, so York is actually probably my favourite of the dungeon experiences, and mainly because I think of the, the actors, I think, are, are really into it in York, I would say. Also, it has the Pendle Witches scene at the end, I won't spoil it. But that is probably, the, I would say, the best ending of any Dungeons attraction, I would say. Typically, if you go somewhere like Blackpool, they'll put you on a kind of drop ride thing and you'll do the, the hangman-type experience. But I think the Pendle Witch experience is much better than the hangman experience, I think. Um, Charlie, you'll be familiar with the, the Dungeons attractions, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, I expect to be called uh, a vile little man by somebody. That's uh, that's about normal, and then feel like I'm in one of the horrid history bu- histories books. Yeah, and do you think you might get judged by the judge? Maybe. I mean, yeah, that that they all judge you in there. That's the job. 
That's, 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 that's the experience of going around the dungeons. It's continuously being judged by somebody. And can, can you remember what the surgeon enjoys doing the most? Can you remember that? So it's when you get splattered with something and then the seats move. The the dun- the the, uh, the surgeon at the dungeon likes pulling out all the bits. He likes the bits. Pulling out all the bits. Hello everyone, and we've just finished experiencing the York Dungeon, uh, my favourite dungeon out of all the dungeons that I've done in the UK. Correct <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm joined here by Stuart, who is the technical manager here at Correct. York Dungeon. And what's involved in being a, a technical manager? Uh, well, I, I'm kind of responsible for all of the sets, all of the gags, all of the special effects, but also like the health and safety, so keeping everyone safe and you know making sure the building is standing at the end of the day and at the beginning of the day as well so yeah perfect okay so some of our listeners will be very very familiar with uh, the dungeon some of them maybe are not familiar with the dungeon mm-hmm. so can you explain what would someone experience if they came to york dungeon uh, right okay well what, what you would experience is an actor-led uh, kind of immersive historical experience with jump scares uh uh that goes through basically the, the full gambit of York's history. So you, um, we basically cover, currently covering about a period of about 1,200 years. Um, we, sometimes it goes up to about 2,000. It depends how much Roman content we've got, basically. Not hugely Roman at the moment. We've got a couple of little kind of Rome, Roman bits, but uh, no Roman show. Uh, but so we kind of start the, kind of the, the invasion of the Vikings, and then we go all the way up to the Victorian period. Uh, and that's what you'd experience. So you go from room to room with a group of up to 24 people, and in each room you go into, there's a there's an actor that does a show for you with special effects and all that kind of stuff. And then you go to the next room, the next room, and there's about 13 different shows as you go around. Brilliant. And um, who would you say is is the dungeons? Is it a family attraction? Is it a bit more of an adult attraction? How would you pitch uh, it? I think because of the nature of what we are, with it being quite, you know, there's some jump scares and things in there. Um, we aim to be family friendly, but I think we're we're more aimed at like kind of your holiday in couple, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So uh, there there is stuff for kids in there, but obviously you you're always at that risk of bringing a child in that they're going to get scared and want to go out. Yeah. Though to be fair, you're always at risk of having adults coming and get scared and want to go out as well but uh, we always try and kind of make people know that it's a theatrical experience we're Mm -hmm. not a horror house we're not a scare attraction we are a theatrical attraction with scary bits yeah Yeah. and would you consider yourself to be on the educational side or is it more of a theatre attraction as you describe it um now it's a fun word but edutainment edutainment (laughs) Edutainment. so there is some educational value inside and we obviously everything we do is based in actual historical events yeah but we kind of lean more towards the fun and the entertaining bit of it rather than the dry educational side perfect okay so um i have noticed that you've started to do over 18 evenings yes so what is uh, the difference between what we've experienced today versus what if we came to an over 18 so evening? if you came to if you came to the, the lates as we call them which mm-hmm. always happened every saturday um you would basically uh, it would be it's a similar tour to the day, daytime except we have a couple of shows that we kind of swap in Mm-hmm. Uh, so some of the daytime shows swap out. For example, our, the ghost show that you'd have seen yeah. uh, is, is swapped out for our seance show, mm-hmm. which is a lot darker, a lot scarier. So the basic 
basically the adult version of the dungeon tour is everything's ramped up to 11 if you know what i mean so it's yeah. like it's there's more jump scares it's more the the, the content is far more adult Mm-hmm. Um, uh, things that you can't get away with when you're operating as a family attraction we can get away with because we're doing for the late because only 18 plus are allowed it so one thing that I noticed was uh, what it was interesting that you called it f- uh, theatrical because mm-hmm. what I've noticed a trend in, in theatre uh, I noticed that the Back to the Future musical are now doing a, a relaxed performance All right. uh, for, for people who may you know want to be able to kind of come and go or maybe the, 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 the sounds won't be as loud. Have you considered maybe doing something similar, maybe uh, more in the kind of relaxed kind of space? Uh, well, I mean, we, so uh, are you talking in terms of kind of accessibility? Um, yeah, so... Yeah, we, we have, we, uh, and we, we're constantly kind of looking at kind of making ourselves more accessible for guests. Um, mm-hmm. We there, there have been talks and there are currently in talks of like, Doing a lights on version, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's less, um, uh, what's the word? It's less intense and there's less going on, if you know what I mean. So again, it's like turning the sounds down, keeping all the lights on. It's not something we've currently got going, but it's kind of it's in the works. So we're hoping to kind of maybe move it out in the next couple of years. But uh, mm-hmm. the, some of the wonders of working for a very large corporation is that sometimes the wheels move very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> De- definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so. There might be some people out there who are listening to this and thinking, well, I've been to Edinburgh Dungeon, I've been to Horton Towers Dungeon, I've been to Blackpool Dungeon. Mm -hmm. Why should they come to York Dungeon? Well, the charm of each individual dungeon is that it's fully rooted in the local area. So you won't get, you won't go to, say, Edinburgh Dungeon and hear anything about Dick Turpin or or Guy Fawkes. Whereas if you go to the London Dungeon, you'll have Guy Fawkes, because obviously Guy Fawkes has quite an impact in London, yeah. but you won't have any Dick Turpin because he didn't really do anything in London. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously we have him up here. I mean, he, he was around London, but he's more of a York character because this is where he was you know, nearby. He's where he was caught and where he was executed. So he's yeah. very much a York character, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, the dungeons kind of like, you, we do have what we call our core shows, yeah. which you'll have in every dungeon because they're like the, the beats we like to hit. They're like the, um, the, what's the best best the, word the for judge it? or the yeah ex- so play, yeah. play play judge torture there are core shows and they're they're the ones you'll find in every dungeon mm-hmm. but usually then the rest of the shows aren't shared around if you yeah. know what i mean so the, the, it's the individuality that makes it worth visiting the york dungeon because it, you will have a different experience with some similar bits than you would in edinburgh or in london for say Perfect. And yeah. uh, Dan, you've you've not. I think you've been been. Have you been to a dungeon before? So yeah, I, I went to one many years ago in, in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as as I was saying before, we we started. I can't, I couldn't really remember much about it or, or mm-hmm. what um, entertainment slash educational like components there there, there were really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think to be honest with you, because it was uh, a London show, I connected less with it because <laughs> I live near York. So oh, fair enough. Having, yeah, having a a Yorkshire-based event makes makes more sense to me and, mm-hmm. and, and makes it a little bit more entertaining. Yeah, uh, but I that I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was it was a great show. Um, I think I think the idea of of maybe turning it down a little bit so I could bring my my seven year old would would really be a something that that would yeah. be beneficial to me. But I understand that you're limited by by you know being a, a big organisation. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I mean, yes, I I think. You know, we have to have kind of because we don't allow under fives. Under fives aren't allowed in at all, and we don't recommend it for kids under eight. Yeah. But that's because we're trying to. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a really fine balance that you have to strike when you're trying to be scary, but you've all got obviously the grizzly and the gory content as well. Because the last thing we want to do is cause like permanent damage to kids that come in and like have them nightmares for days afterwards. But you still have to get that little bit of it. Otherwise, it's not. That's not what the dungeons is. If we just, if you if we just went like pure like 
you know happy puppies and hugs and everything it wouldn't be a dungeon anymore <laughs> yeah. so it's kind of it's it's i think we try our very best especially with all of our communication like our marketing and our website to prepare people for what they're letting themselves in for but there's always going to be that person that buys a ticket and then goes so what is it yeah. <laughs> so you just bought your ticket <laughs> and against the experience there are there are elements to the shows where it goes completely black and mm -hmm. the, the actors will, will move and then when the yeah. lights come back on they'll be in a different place and you can't yeah. really there's no middle ground there you either see what the actor's doing or yeah. you don't see so yeah because obviously like where there's supposed to be a blackout if we then have all the lights on that's gonna look really weird because yeah. you know you'll have the sound effect and then you'll just see the actor take a big step and that's yeah that, that will ruin the effect completely which is one of the complications of like doing a lights on version of the tour because we'd have to re-block it completely it, mm -hmm. each show would have to be completely reimagined which is one of the reasons it's taking such a long time to get sorted because you know we'll get there but we're having to basically rewrite every show yeah. to make the tour still be a dungeon tour if you know mm -hmm. what I mean so yeah one thing I've always been really interested in is that, um, so when you go through the dungeons uh, I've noticed that the way it tends to work is uh, the flow of it really interests me that people will walk into a room and you'll end up going to the back and then when you go through the next room you'll be at the back rather than at the front mm -hmm. is that on purpose or is it just how that works out I, do you know what i think it's um I, I wouldn't i wouldn't be able to claim that it's on purpose but i just think it's that it's something that has come about as we've kind of developed the way of of getting people through the building uh, yeah. you know, a, a, a a pace that means they're not in here for too long because otherwise people get tired feet and they get bored but also be uh, sorry but also so that we can we can get enough people through the doors to, you know, all make some money yeah, <laughs> at yeah. the end of the day. Um, and I think it just works out really nice like that. But as you come in, we always kind of say fill up from the front mm -hmm. because that means the first people in will be the last people out. And yeah, we can, yeah. you can do that. So because, you know, you don't want to be the, scaring the same person in every group all the way around. It's like we try not to pick on the same person in every group all the way around. Some people just have a pick on me face. There yeah. is no communication <laughs> between shows usually unless there's something, you know, something's gone wrong or is well, a bit I, of tech issue. I did so. wonder that because... Um, um, you know, because you want to give people a fair shot, you want to kind of share the experience, mm -hmm. yeah. don't you? So there's there's no communication between show to show. Not usually, no. We've done a couple of kind of like Halloween events where we've gone right, right. We, yeah, we had a radio and we can go right. I just picked on that person, so that's the person you need to pick on next right. because they're the, yeah they're, they're the witch in the next group. If okay, you know what I'm yeah. Because yeah. then it gives you that magic of how did they do that? Yeah. Um, but <laughs> on a normal kind of day like today, the actors are too busy doing their shows to be uh, mm -hmm. going. I just picked on the guy in the big coat. So get him <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah, I mean yeah. they get me a lot I think that's because in most groups you go in and I'm probably the shortest person <laughs> I'm just not very tall so it's like who are we going to get him well, I guess it's easy to say the one with the big bushy beard as well isn't it yeah, it's a very mm -hmm. easy way of passing information I can I can say from experience because I spent nine years as an actor in this very dungeon um, that you, there it, it's one of those weird things but you'll focus on one person as they come through you go right pick that person uh, it's usually the person that you hope looks like they're up for it. Yeah. Um, sometimes, I mean, sometimes you get that awkward thing, right, you, come here. No. <laughs> no, seriously, come here. No. Okay, you, pointing at someone else, yeah. come here. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So it can, be, it can be interesting. But no, there's no, like, because we, we've actually, we have been accused in the past of, like, you deliberately picked on me all right. the way through. It's like, there was no deliberation. <laughs> you just have a pick on me face. We're really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they put the crown on me. Because I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to watch him, but I can't look up because his crown's gonna slide <laughs> off my head. So oh, like, I'm just like, <laughs> trying to look up with my eyes and not my head. Yes, yeah, so that'll be our Rotten Royals show. That's uh, the, the, that one, wasn't it? Yeah, that's uh, that crown is really small. 
it's really I've got a massive Swede, so uh, like every time I try and wear it, it's like it just it's just balanced. Yeah, I have had quite a small head, and even for me, it was like yeah, yeah I'm just just have to very carefully keep my head level and not not look up at the guy over there. Yeah. Are there any roles in the dungeons uh, that people really want to play? Like, I don't know how it works. In t- I don't know if you have actors who will only do certain roles, or whether they put their hands up for a certain role. Or... Uh, no, so we everyone does everything because if they if you just did one thing all day, that would we'd probably consider that some sort of war crime, right? Because <laughs> yeah. um, you'd go insane. Like, if you think about eight hours of just doing the same show every eight minutes all yeah. day it would it would drive you absolutely bonkers um so uh we actually try and not have an actor on one position more than an hour and a half okay just because uh, yeah that's when tiredness sets in and mm-hmm. you've st- you know you, you want you want that show to be a hundred percent every for every group um so the, uh, mixing it up throughout the day at least gives you something else to bite your teeth into as well yeah and then that naturally because you know different people prefer different shows yeah for example i have always been a big fan of the judge show that's it's yeah, like yeah. my favorite show to do and i could literally do it all day because i don't <laughs> get bored because i find it's it's finding the um the interest in each different performance because no performance of any show mm-hmm. is exactly the same yeah the words are the same the blocking's the same but the audience is different so it's a completely different show yeah and you get the different reaction from people doing it as well so i notice here that you don't have the uh, jester character is that Across uh, all dungeons, uh, no, no, it's basically our jester character. He's like our outside of the dungeon character. Oh, okay. We we did have him for a while inside because he was uh, post um, COVID. Uh, we had a, mm. a few extra rules like you know stay further apart. So we decided the best way of doing that was to have the black jester, as we call him, um, or the dungeon jester, have him um, or her. Uh, give the rules themselves because yes. so, it, it sometimes gets across a little bit better to have an actual character saying it rather than a voiceover yeah. but you'll see but we also our jester is for our city tour so when we, we do a, a tour of the streets of York right. uh, with some extra bits that obviously aren't inside the dungeon uh, and then you have our characters Jester and Smedley who's our other character who goes out with the jester mm-hmm. um, so yeah so we do have a jester we just don't have an inside jester show as it stands who knows who knows what the year could be <laughs> And uh, before we start to wrap up, then uh, what's next for York Dungeon? Are they, is there anything under development at the moment? Oh well, <laughs> uh, if, uh, we 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 always have irons in the fire, uh, and I will get a big big telling off if I give any spoilers. So I can't do that. <laughs> but uh, um, we are th- this year rather than having like a, a a big all singing or dancing new show, we have what we call seasonal shows. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have three three kind of seasonal shows that will cover like uh, the first one will be uh, the Easter holidays then yeah. the summer holidays and obviously we always have a big Halloween show mm-hmm. uh, and then we're hoping maybe next year we have an actual full full time new show installed but uh, that's okay. very early in the works and again the wheels move very slow mm. so it's, it's about now that we start thinking about what we'll be doing maybe the year after next yeah. so it's uh, it's yeah it's uh, there's stuff there there is stuff coming but I'm not allowed to say what it is <laughs> just out of interest on the, the seasonal side and mm. I'm assuming it is quite seasonal do you get most of your, your traffic towards the back end of the year when it's sort of that, that sort of darker uh, wintry time so or? we have what we call our key trading periods if I'm going to be very businessy at you but that basically means school holidays so the school holidays are always way busier than term times term times are great because we get school groups in and we can have all the fun of that but once the school holidays hit that's when you get more people going on holiday more people traveling around and that's when we see more business basically uh, so we've got february half term coming up 
the week after. Oh my goodness, it's the week after next. I can't believe it's <laughs> know, February half term already. And before, and then we'll we'll literally blink, and then it'll be Easter. Uh, but so this this time of year at the moment is kind of what we consider our quiet time. Mm-hmm. This is the this is the kind of time where like. Our, I as technical manager have the time to be able to get in and like repaint all the bits of set that have, you know people have been leaning up against for a year, and then February half term will hit, and then it'll be like, ah! and then suddenly it's October and Halloween's done, and then it's Christmas. Yeah. So it's just, uh, yeah. The key takeaway then is if you're if you're uh, like a couple and you don't have kids. Don't come during the holidays. Come when it's easier to get in. And... Well, there's an uh, the, the argument for that is yes, it's easier to get in. But the other argument is a full dungeon is a dungeon doing what it's supposed to do. So when we're busy, that's when the because the shows are designed for when we're like packed. So you, we it's, it's a really fine balance. We find it's like it's it's always a good experience. I have to say that. Um, but it's sometimes better when you've got that full group of 20 22 to 24 people a because there's less chance of you getting picked on all the way around uh, and b it's because that's what the shows are designed to do so you know if you don't like being like super crowded then yeah come in the off off peak periods but if you want to see the dungeon doing what it really does best then you want to come when we're absolutely packed right brilliant it's like um theme parks when you go to scarefest isn't it it's like you know it's going to be busy at scarefest so it's not like a day that you go for anything else, but you're going because of the event, aren't you? Because of mm. the fact that there are people. You want to get the, the, the ambience. Buzz. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, me, me and my wife, we, we often like to come to York around mm-hmm. Halloween. Yes. Uh, and we'll stay overnight and we'll do the dungeons and we'll do a few other things. Yeah, yeah. And it's all just part of the, the atmosphere and mm. that's what we yeah. enjoy. Well, uh, I think York is great at Halloween because obviously there's so many ghosts you know yeah. the, 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 what they say there's so many ghosts but it's supposed to be I think the most haunted city in Europe York is we've definitely claimed that at some point I think Derby has claimed that at some point as well <laughs> but, is, is York Dungeon the most haunted dungeon in the UK would we you say we do have two ghosts okay we have samuel who we think was a caretaker when because this building was originally a school in the victorian period right uh, so we have samuel and sometimes you will hear the jingle of keys though that's usually just me around the corner in all honesty uh, and then there's also we have a, um, a little girl all dressed in gray that some of the actors have seen right uh, and uh, yeah she doesn't really do anything particularly scary she just appears you see her and go oh this and then next time you look she's gone mm. Yeah, but uh, it's enough that we we have had like actors need to kind of have five minutes outside because they've absolutely terrified themselves. So you know, there's something in the uh, makeup of this building yeah. adds to the spookiness. I think. Have to go and wander around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Uh, I used to work. People used to say that were haunted, which I was used to find dumb because. I, I used to live near there when I was a kid, and it's like, no, oh, this were all fields. I can tell you exactly <laughs> what were here twenty odd year ago. It were an orchard. Yeah. I see there were, a, there were a field, a field, a railway, and an orchard, yeah. and this were an orchard. Yeah, so no, no ghost going to be here. No. But... no, well, Stuart, thanks very much for joining us. We really appreciate you joining no, thanks us for having me on. on the Theme Park Loopy podcast, and uh, hopefully we'll have you as a, a listener, maybe. Oh, Who absolutely, knows? yes. <laughs> Thank you. We'll let you get back to your busy job, but I just want to congratulate you. The attraction's fantastic. We had a fantastic time today. We really enjoyed it. It's my favourite dungeon. I just think it's got that extra extra bit of something. Yeah. I, I don't know what that is, but oh. maybe it's a bit of magic, maybe. Oh, thank you ever so much. Those are really kind words, and I'll make sure that I tell everyone what you said. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for that. Okay, so that about wraps up our time in York. Have we all had a good time? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been good. Uh, I have seen things about Vikings. Uh, 
We saw a lady talking about removing bits. She likes removing the bits. Um, we had another guy who were uh, he were really into his tongues, weren't he? Yeah. yeah. Specifically Ryan's tongue. Yeah. Yeah, I did get picked on by the uh, torturer. I always seem to get picked on by the torturer. No, no, I don't know tongues, why. So I said. Fair news, he was using tongues on tongues, but yeah. And uh, Dan, what was your favourite bit of your visit to York today? Uh, it was probably interviewing his name is Stuart wasn't it sorry I'm yeah. terrible with names it was, it was having a word with Stuart after that that uh, dungeon show it was, it was really interesting I think it's 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 useful trying to find it because you, you always build up questions as you go around shows like that and to have immediate answers from the guy sort of behind the scenes I thought was, was really interesting yeah it definitely definitely was okay well I mean we definitely recommend you come to York before especially at the moment there's no parks open at the moment well unless you go to Europe so why not take a trip out to York, visit York Dungeon, visit York Centre, why not? So in the meantime, we'll see you again real soon. <laughs>